Hey everyone, it's me, Chris, one of your hosts for the Fourth Floor Podcast. Today's episode is about things that irk us as educators in science. From the definition of a planet, the confusions between astrology and astronomy, to misinforming the public that has led to this idea of quantum energy woo. There's some things that scientists even do themselves, such as accidentally confusing dark matter and dark energy, such that they become muddled for everyone. We had a lot of fun with this episode, and we hope that you enjoy it as well. Good. Okay, we'll get into that. All right, all right, all right. So, yeah, so I guess today we're going to talk about the things... Oh, yeah, yeah. Today's episode is about things that irk me. Yeah. Irk you as an astronomer. Yeah. And, and, and it's irkinist. And it's things that either other astronomers do or even like sometimes there's a lot of misconceptions from the public. Yeah. And, you know, like you explain the same thing 30,000 times. It does kind of get annoying. Yeah. And they, and they also come from like the, the poor part is that we have actually highly educated people in media. They hear a thing. They watch a documentary. They're like, oh, wow. I'm really looking back in time or, you know, the shooting stars really star or something like that. Yeah. And then they come to you and they ask you about the thing and you're like, there's a consistent, you know, 40 yeah. things that have been like, no, yeah, <laughs> but not in a bad way. Like, like no. it's nobody's fault that they don't know. So no, and I, and I will always, I will always try to explain it Yeah, every time. That's my job. It's important. Yeah. It's, it's important, important to share. But at the same time, it's like, ah, uh, every time. Yeah, and, and um, I guess every study has something like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, they they have to. I mean, yeah. I could imagine biology is just rife with it. Oh yeah, especially biochemistry stuff. It's like, oh, with this uh, particular drug, it ends in an amine, or it's like an amphetamine or something. So it's like incredibly da- terrible and dang- dangerous for you. It's like sure, it ends in amine, but that doesn't make it like a methamphetamine, right? It's an yeah, amine. Yeah. It's an amino acid, basically. Mm-hmm. And so we're just like take it to town, and then really, it's just like no, that's just a suffix. And um, you know, if you want to play that game, then and it's like slightly variated version of meth or something, then H two O two, right? You know, you just slap yeah. on yeah, you slap on an extra you know oxygen, and then you die. Yeah. So you can't really like yeah, they're completely different things. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and all and, studies and, have and, this, well, so. and in keeping in tune with that, if you think about carbon dioxide versus carbon monoxide, you take away an oxygen and it'll still kill you. Mm-hmm. So you just can't be like, oh, if you add an oxygen, you're gonna die. No, <laughs> yeah, there, there's like you have to approach everything differently. Yeah, and so they're all uniquely different. Yeah, and the things that irk us are part of those things. Like, you know, you you've got these baby steps where they want to ask questions. Mm-hmm. But they've got this preconceived notion, and you have to dismantle that first. Yeah, and these are the consistent repeating things. Yeah. yeah. Really. And so the first one that really gets me, that people um, love to talk about how Pluto's still a planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't understand what the definitions of, of a planet is. And to be fair, they're garbage, and that's what irks me. Mm-hmm. Like the definitions the are garbage. definitions okay. of what a planet is. Now, I don't think Pluto should be a planet. Fair. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, or you could say it's something similar to, and I like to, to give the analogy of like, you know, for biologists, what they had to start doing was they noticed there was a whole bunch of things around them and they wanted to start figuring them out. They had to start classifying them. You had to start putting things into buckets Mm. and then you took a bucket (laughs) and you separated that bucket Yeah. and you took those buckets and you kept doing it. Mm -hmm. So you have like mammals versus insects. Well, Mm -hmm. those are different things. But what's in an insect? Oh, well, it has all these little things. And like, 
and they're all broken down into sub buckets. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, astronomers were like, well, maybe we should. And then they botched it. Oh, and it it drives me nuts. <laughs> That's a good point. Actually. And it, it's like you you could have. And yeah. but instead, they like they defined it very. I don't want to use the word hubrisy, but they just like, well, I'll look at our solar system. Like, clearly, these are planets. These aren't. And you're like, oh, man. yeah, you didn't do anything. You classify things to help you understand them. Mm -hmm. And there is no helping you understand things when you declassify Pluto. Yeah, because it didn't do anything. It's like, oh, it's just a Kuiper belt object now. Okay, well, what are those? Yeah, yeah. It's just they're a... just things that orbit, but they have other stuff in their orbit, so they're not a planet. Well, how does that help anybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those things are transneptunian yeah. objects. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. And it's <laughs> so <laughs> like I get it. You got gas giants. You got ice giants. That one makes sense. Yeah, the ice giants have more ammonia-style gases in them. They mm -hmm. give off more yeah. bluish hues. Yeah, because at the temperatures that they're at. They form ices, yeah, ice mm -hmm. particles. More molecular stuff as opposed to like the yeah. hydrogen, I guess, is and very simple. Yeah. Now to be and and to be very clear on this, the composition of Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune is very similar. It's ammonia's, it's hydrogen, it's it's yeah. heliums, it's all these things. But because they're at different re, uh, diff, uh, distances from the sun, they behave differently, and so that classification makes sense mm -hmm. right but when you sit there and you now go okay well we have and you're you're going to talk about this in a minute it's the earth like and it's any rocky body except pluto or trans neptunian objects mm -hmm. and it's like <laughs> no <laughs> finish what you started <laughs> no finish your dinner <laughs> no yeah. Earth's not special um, and, yeah. and like one of the things I like to really bring up when you're hammering this home is that if you start actually trying to classify things and you start trying to make them this similar, I don't think Mercury should be a planet. Yeah. Mercury's got the same composition, but it's in a weird order. Yeah. Like it has a huge core. Mm -hmm. So if you want to classify things and the main reason they want to classify them so they can figure out how they're made, like how they come about, what's their, um, history, what's their evolution, Mars or Mercury is different. Yeah. So by calling it us, you're saying, oh, but it's the same. And no, it's yeah. not. Like the everything that orbits the sun or a star should be a planet. Mm -hmm. And then a dwarf planet is something that's a certain size or in a certain location. That's fine. That's fair. Asteroids get that, um, yeah. get that same thing. Comets, right? They're mm -hmm. different. And then you can have rocky bodies. And in the, you know, rocky bodies would have dwarf planets and other weird things like Mercury. Mm -hmm. And it would also contain Earth. There's just a better way to do it. Yeah. And because it's been botched, yeah. you have so many people that are like, oh, but like, oh, what about this? And what about that? Well, why isn't Pluto a planet? What is Pluto? Is it, does it, does it not exist anymore? And it was, it was poorly, poorly done. Yeah. And a lot of other science, sciences have like better dichotomies, like better organizations of things, especially yeah. biology. It has to. And right. I'm sure there's some holes, but yeah, when you classify things or any any kind of classification, make sure your like tree is sound. You know, your tree. <laughs> yeah, is... I'd like to. I'd actually like to see that, Jason. You should create like a, a your own Venn diagram. Honestly, yeah. that's how I should. I should. I should, I should, I should make bodies. a like a, a tree of, yeah. of planeta. Yeah, like <laughs> a like a Kim Venn diagram. Yeah, because then you have like people go, oh, planets. <laughs> when a moon is ejected from a planet and it starts orbiting the sun. 
Well, it wouldn't it's be now clear. It's, it wouldn't yeah. be clear <laughs> of its yeah. of its own orbit. Or, yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. would have other things in it. So guess what? It's not a plunet. It's a dwarf plunet. <laughs> <laughs> By definition, you guys aren't obeying the rules. <laughs> a dwarf plunet. Great. I'm into it. Yeah. Nice. So that's yours. That's yeah, your that's, big cheese. That's my that's my first one. <laughs> that's your yeah, oh yeah, I guess there's a laundry list of okay. yeah. So um, uh, Calvin feed me. So so uh, on the topic of planets being sort of uh, misnamed. Um, there's a whole lot of talk about uh, exoplanets, um, and there's a lot of discoveries, and we've been making a lot, and they are pretty exciting. Um, They're super exciting. Yeah, yeah to be able to find these, um, and, and it's just like a, a sort of trend I noticed. Um, it usually happens in these, uh, uh, you know, science uh, journalism articles, mm-hmm. um, and I have a specific one as an example that I looked at, but there there is a lot like these, so I don't mean to you know attack just this one or anything oh, yeah. um um uh, so yeah this is from space.com and it's this is, oh, and yeah, it, there's like a, i see these a lot all the time where it'll just be like new uh new new earth-like planet found um you know in the habitable zone it's habitable it's like another earth or whatever um i love that i think that oh yeah so the headline is uh yeah newfound alien planet may be the most earth-like yet <sighs> um there's a quick uh subtitle here that says uh it's not earth 2.0 but scientists are getting closer it's like okay so they're kind of backing off the clickbait just a bit um but um so so earth-like uh they people say earth-like or um a lot um and then when you read it a, a lot more it, it's like what is what does really earth-like mean is it like another earth but then yeah. how specific are we going to be mm. so there is one uh part uh part way through the uh, article and it says uh so and this is a specific uh planet uh kepler 1649 c um mm. It says that uh, true habitability prospects are tough to gauge. Um, astronomers know nothing about its atmosphere, for example, and the composition <laughs> and thickness important. of the world's air, strongly tied to its temperature and ability to maintain surface water in the liquid phase. In addition, oh, I guess it's it's orbiting a red dwarf. So, um, oh. it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. which uh, which has a lot of uh, uh, what is it like magnetism? Uh, it's crappy, or no, no, it's the the magnetic field is not tined down in its atmosphere it's like actually extending out right yeah Mm -hmm. so if you remember uh, magnetic fields are proportional to well the one over r square so the closer you are to the center the stronger the field is right and if it's in the habitable zone of this star that means yeah so it probably has the same magnetic field as the sun but its radius is not that of the sun right and so (laughs) it's as you try to get into where the habitable zone is going to be you're going to be in a deeper well of that of that magnetic field and these things are violent because it's so much more magnetically active on the surface you end up getting solar flares all the time there's sunspots all the time we can actually see sunspots on some of these m dwarves i believe mm. I'll, have wow. to, I'll have to find out and make sure but I, yeah. think, I think when they do light curves on m dwarves they're able to see like that's some of the surface features wild. because yeah. they're so violent <laughs> and so you got to be really close to these things that doesn't sound like a fun day yeah so, but the whole Earth-like thing. Yeah, see, so so it's called <laughs> Earth-like. Part. From what I understand um, with a lot of these articles, is Earth-like basically just means it's rocky. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And maybe it has a similar size to Earth, like uh, one to two times the size. 
And then in their defense, I guess, if you're that big, you probably do have some kind of atmosphere. Just uh, unless a solar wind can like blow it away. But I mean, like if you've got enough gravity, there's going to be some sort of air component to that. And in the layer of densities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because it's like it is a newsreel about a duck. Like we've seen a duck. It doesn't talk like a duck doesn't walk like a duck yeah <laughs> sort of doesn't look like a duck but vaguely avian yeah. you know what i'm gonna take back everything i said in the first line <laughs> it's not a duck but you ought to know yeah. you know you could have settled this over an email kind of thing well and and that's the thing it's because we don't have proper definitions yeah right? yeah it's a it's earth-like it's planet. a rocky body of Earth's size in the habitable zone in the habitable zone the potential and habitable that's zone. And if that's you want to talk about the habitable zone you like to really rage on that Jason um so yeah this is another thing is like oh it's it's also earth like because it's in the habitable zone um which uh when you measure that temperature to be fine liquid water it's based on the radiation uh flux from the sun yeah um and i can't remember if that assumes earth atmosphere or not yes it does it does okay yeah so it assumes earth atmosphere but then well it ha- yeah because when you when you do the when you do the calculation for habitable zone with an earth atmosphere you get that earth sits around 24 22 degrees and everybody pats themselves on the back because they did a good job mm-hmm. um however uh astronauts don't have like a nice balmy walk in space it's not 22 degrees out there they have to go out during the day because if they go out at night they'll freeze we can't just make heaters good enough to work in space Hmm. but in the daytime when the sun hits them they're like 300 degrees celsius and so their suit is so big on the back because it's a giant air conditioner (laughs) because it's not 20 degrees out here where the earth sits Mm -hmm. it's 20 degrees on the earth and if it's not 20 degrees where the earth sits, but it's 20 degrees on the earth, guess who actually determines the habitable zone? <laughs> yeah. And it, oh, it's so frustrating when you see, well, it's in the habitable zone. No. Yeah. No. You like, know, like you know the, who he, else has liquid water? Yeah. Europa on Jupiter. And yeah. you know who else is in the habitable zone? <laughs> Venus. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. Mars as well. Mars is yeah, just yeah. out of it. Okay. Mars, oh, okay. And that's yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. like, well, Mars would have been in it um, back when it had um a thicker atmosphere yeah back when yeah. it would have had an okay. atmosphere and okay. water like it would have been closer to the habitable zone it's right. like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and yeah and habitable zone just being like in a region i would prefer seeing more like like ratios in that kind of thing like you know distance to star type whatever i actually want to see like an mm-hmm. equation that represents it I'd, I'd rather have them and i know I'm, i know there are they they exist mm-hmm. i just yeah. wish they'd be represented and then like divide the actual number that you found like in the habitable zone by what we actually consider genuinely habitable well the actual true goalie but we have to we have to know the the atmosphere um mm-hmm. we have to know the, the planet yeah. so the main the, oh, and, as you said, and as you said like with europa you can find liquid water in other situations mm-hmm. and i guess also are, are we saying habitability is like very strongly tied to liquid water well i said we were if it's sorry to confuse so so if it were earth-like yeah if it were right. Earth-like, then it would actually have this yes. quality. If it's in a habitable zone, then like... Yeah, well, I think that yeah, is... So the, right. yeah. the habitable zone is the region with which the flux from the sun is the same approximately as what reaches Earth. Yeah. 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 That's its definition. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then you get the temperature of the planet assuming Earth-like qualities. Yes. Yeah. Namely, right. the, our, our 
composition and pressure of our atmosphere. Yeah, and that does sort of irk me. Oh actually. my god, axial tilt and the 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 spin <laughs> of the yeah, of the Earth, planet, the eccentricity. Yeah. Like, there's so many other if, if variables. Earth didn't rotate, yeah, yeah, yeah. guess who wouldn't be twenty degrees? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Or if it rotated much slower, even like yeah, <sighs> like it's yeah. It's... And the other thing is, like, we get one of these at least every almost month or something. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. If you just like work on some, time. yeah, they're like, and, oh, and even if it. even if I don't, I'll find and somebody will bring it up yeah, yeah it'll like come to you it. have you heard of kepler 22b have you heard of you yeah. know yeah hey there's a lot of do these. you think we're ever you're an astronomer you think we're ever gonna find another earth no <laughs> no we're no. not and even if we somehow managed to miraculously get it we'd have to wave at it as we burnt ourselves to the ground yeah or froze one of the buyer's choice <laughs> yeah so that's that one mm-hmm. i feel like you guys have vented on that fully um, vented um and that was actually on the list of things for me actually it was just sciencey stuff that gets that like isn't quite correct on that same vein but it gets shared anyway so like this is the whole you know wine is you know good for you so just chug it you know or the dark chocolate thing but that's just that's but bringing contextually it's the same thing here right Mm -hmm. nobody uh nobody does their fact checking right that's that's the whole art or the whole discussion about um novel uh studies and how those are yeah um, more oh. incentivized than replication studies yeah and that's like a whole important thing that i hope one that one day soon loaded is... two months ago when covid <laughs> happened and everybody's like this new study this oh, and it's like just say yeah. it's a pdf written by a dude in his basement last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah or it's like wildly expired like they figured this out in the early 70s their devices were terrible and they said look into it but it's you know if it's if, yeah. if you guys get good stuff in the future could check out yeah if and you guys ever get uh, get access to a microscope let us know if our findings are correct <laughs> yeah, yeah but we already yeah oh god but we already nailed that so um so dark matter so yeah. tell well, me this transparent and so you know, well I, when light. i was when we were talking about topics i brought up dark matter and dark energy and mm-hmm. i want to talk about them together because yeah what's wrong with those the dark <laughs> The matter. The dark in matter does not mean the same dark as the dark in energy. The dark in matter is because it is a transparent thing yeah, that not does not luminous. emit light. Yeah. <laughs> dark energy is called dark because, because we are in the dark about <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Oh man. And Another... so, oh. and people say scientists aren't poetic. Yeah. And. And then you'll sit there and like, I actually answered, uh, uh, somebody had, um, I think it was space.com or so they had that picture of the Bernard gap. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And the booties. Oh, uh, the, yeah. The dark spot. Bernard 67 or 68 or whatever. Yeah. And the the booties void. Okay. You just post that, but it's like, oh my God, that's another thing. They post that and it's not actually even related. Yeah. It's just like invisible. It's quite And somebody had asked like, oh, is this dark matter or, or the void? And so I, I explained, I said, oh, well, no, this is just a dust cloud. And I explained why, because you can see reddening on the edge. Yeah. And know. so then I actually attached the picture of the same image, but overlaid with infrared. So you could see there was stuff behind it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. So the problem is, is that a lot of people like dark matter and they think matter is, you know, oh, I heard once that matters like the table or the chair. or Yeah. The, yeah. And sure, fine. As an astronomer, I call that baryonic matter. And every particle physicist just died a little. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't care. It's also all metals. And the chemists can die. And it's just what happens. And dark matter 
does not interact with baryonic matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe neutrinos weakly, we're not sure. And if you're interacting with neutrinos weakly, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Yeah. They're fast and there's a lot of them. Yeah. So And they don't interact with anything on loud, their own. So. That's a loud 10. Yeah. And so, you know, like, they're... I understand why that was called dark. I And now in hindsight, we should probably name it something else. Mm. And then when, you know, you call dark energy the same thing and you get so many people that A, they confuse the two. Yeah. And B, they just, they just, and (laughs) sure, I'm not saying we understand what they are. I am by no means saying I know exactly what dark matter is. I know exactly what dark energy is. I know why dark matter exists as we explain it because I know the problems it solves. Mm-hmm. why we had to invoke its creation yeah to explain abnormal behavior in well understood physical properties of things that mm-hmm. weren't behaving properly yeah so we we created this dark matter to explain it mm-hmm. and so far it's kind of fits with particle physics it fits with us so we're happy with it and then this dark energy is just straight up Hey guys, I guess somebody's sleeping on the expand the universe button, and uh, <laughs> we don't know what literally to do just about it. like it, it could be a measurement error, it could be a, a misunderstanding of our physics. We we don't know we're in the dark. Yeah, but we think there's excess energy in the universe. Yeah, and I'm I'm fifty percent like like that one's on us. Like we should have yeah. known. And and there's fair a couple enough. dark things. You know? Yeah, and it but it, and it's but it's still like it, it irks me. And so it far these aren't things me. that the public irks me about. These are things that astronomers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is an irking in astronomy thing. We astro irk. Yeah. And it's like I I mean, we're also the same group of people that name the probe to to Mercury messenger and they're sending Oh, I can't mess this up. They're sending Trident to Triton. Oh, oh nice. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. Juno went to Jupiter. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. You know, and there's like, that whole story. Yeah. And the so, Greek thing. yeah. So astronomers have this really fun and clever way of naming things. Being cute. And then so sometimes. we should be more creative then. <laughs> we go for this uh, dark yeah. stuff. And, and we should because it would clear up a lot of misunderstandings. Can I um, float some ideas by you? Give her. Um, yeah, yes, I so How about for dark energy, we could call it uh, lambda energy? I Yeah, I like that one. Okay. Um, or even or even if you wanted to get um, like a more personal, it's like Einstein energy. Einstein energy? Okay. There's a, um, there's maybe enough things named after Einstein, but we'll, we'll maybe right. consider so it. So the reason I like, but I like it just because like lambda, you have to know what lambda is. But it's also like a mystery word. It's like a, like, a, you know, when the Higgs particle, you don't know what he, who right. Peter I, I, Higgs is. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. like, right. it's a cool so, thing. And that, but people were calling that the God particle and I wanted oh. to roll punch them. You know so what? we need to have a cool enough name that people don't just call this God energy or something. Oh, they'd yeah. be like the Lamb of God. That's what you yeah. meant by Lambda. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, so yeah. I think, <laughs> I, think I, I would go, I like Lambda energy, but I know what Lambda is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. Einstein energy, I think, is, is a more public that, goal. Uh, okay. like, people of the public would be able to grasp. Yeah, they could funnel to that. Yeah. I mean, they'll just turn it on. Something. Now, for dark matter, would non-luminous matter be too? Uh, it, it doesn't too roll off utilitarian. The yeah, so we need something cool. But I think people cling to that matter thing when you give it matter-like properties. So if gravity you said... goop. <laughs> How about gravity goop? I can't tell you no. And when it sloshes say... about, it doesn't like stop. It just keeps kind of like. But it doesn't it's slosh. Frothing. Yeah, yeah. It just gloves. It, it, it gl- it gl- well, because. 
it doesn't, the, the, it doesn't the stick to itself it. and yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. radiate. So it moves so it through itself and it then so it's constantly slip. just kind of sloshing, I guess. Is that is that help? The dark slosh. <laughs> the dark slosh. <laughs> Getting so sloshed on Transparent dark slosh. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, I don't I can't say no to any of those. Gravity goop <laughs> takes like I got a TM on that. Yeah, I see, and that I've been trying to figure out a, something to call dark matter for a while now, and okay. I'm not a very creative human, so yeah. I'm not good at it, and I haven't been able to because I don't. Matter is the problem. Yeah, people, that's the people thing. assume people it's, it, but it, it technically stuff, it stuff. it is matter. Like it yeah. will. It has inertial it, mass. Yeah. Yeah. It has inertia. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It has it's to got, have. It is matter for sure. Yeah. So I'm just I don't know I matter because it's imaginary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't it's we? Why don't we? Gunk. Can we? How do we create a poll? Can we create a poll and have people throw in their suggestions like that, a suggestion box? We are 100 percent doing that. I want yeah. like okay. 200, but I want I want equal equal sized funny names and then serious names if I could get that. Just yeah. like I want to see gonna... gravity gunk, gravity goop, and then like something actually scientific, and then just go <laughs> ju- juvenile on me again. Yeah, we're gonna get That'd like matter McMatter face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Okay, well, I guess Let's go the probe way. <laughs> we have to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to hear the goodies. That's great. Um, okay, so moving on the dark energy one, but we already went over that. That's, yeah, we, yeah, yeah those they're, are two they're together, and it's just they have the same, the same dark, but they, they mean yeah. different things. Well, you and know what? There, there is an extra thing about dark energy too. Is that um, it's not so much an irk, but when they think that it's also zero point energy and that that stuff is doing a job. Mm-hmm. So when we get, mm-hmm. when we get the confusion from like zero point energy and dark energy, it's like in, you know, in space, it's actually doing a push and shove. It's not in so much doing a push and shove because it's uniform everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not fit. It's not like a, um, a defined closed set of space. And then stuff is actually being pushed. You know, it's so like so far, growing. the best understanding for dark energy is they know. Granted, it's because you put lambda in, but if you mm. there's there's no reason to not have a constant in Einstein's field equation. So you put one in, you find out it's negative, and it turns out when Einstein everything's zero, this lambda is not, mm-hmm. and it's large pi. And so they think that's what starts inflation. So if you can imagine, and Brian Greene did a really good explanation he of did, this yeah. when he's like, "You're boiling water." In your pot mm-hmm. if you waited long enough eventually all the water molecules would be still they'd all have like vectors that canceled out and it would become glass still mm-hmm. and then it would bubble again and if mm. the if matter ever does that if it ever becomes glass still gravity becomes repulsive repulsive and repulsive why if everything was still wouldn't wouldn't everything want to go in so because that lambda thing you start you stop having all the bends in space-time that Mm -hmm. pull things together oh you're saying that part of the equation is silent yes and so you dark energy is always there but as long as things are jostling it's drowned out but as they stop jostling you can have this huge explosion of repulsive repulsive um force from Mm -hmm. gravity and so dark energy just happens to be it got big enough that the density profile of the universe, all those jostlings approached a calm enough state that I it see, took yeah. off again, right? If you squint really hard, it's actually yeah. all s- And so that's, well. that's it's the same principle. Yeah. And it it kind of explains it in a way that doesn't have like, you know, somebody flipped a switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That hurts too. 
yeah the anthropic thing actually can we just can we throw that in there just oh, I, the, the oh. anthropic principle so one of um, that's one thing i could just talk about for days oh for I sure when people it. think that uh well i think just generally speaking it has just so much hubris to believe that the universe was just made for things like i would like i personally would like to believe that there isn't a purpose to the universe in this context and i'm never going to say that i'm not i'm not that dumb because mm. the whole thing about science and physics is that um we we, we can only make assumptions about stuff we know with certainty mm-hmm. and then start to make predictions but we never like close the door on the no. chase and say you know it was all just made for me it's yeah. all it's all entirely possible that the universe was made for a purpose but just we weren't mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, that's yeah. another exactly thing. Yeah. yeah that's a hubris portion so yeah. i would like to believe that it's pretty clear um we've actually got a history of the universe thing behind jason but it's pretty clear there's a lot of nonsense in the beginning a lot of scattered stuff and it calms (laughs) down a bit yeah and the consistency that you can see is that like we go from a lot of things that are you know scattered and sort of disordered and then they sort of calm down and they gain more order so the universe does have this i'll say prime directive of taking things of high energy distributed state more chaos to less of that in terms of order and organization you get like early stars very simple things like very simple elements they make the heavier elements so its actual prime directive is complexity mm-hmm. not humans right yeah. it, not you <laughs> right there's a pile of goop somewhere that's probably smarter than you it's just yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't yeah that's the one thing that irks me is that you can't actually know that yeah yeah i've i've never felt g- comfortable i'll say with the anthropic principle the idea that oh well it exists because it has to type thing and it's i I thought the anthropic principle was if it it the opposite of or like the understanding that that is not a like a something divine the anthro portion just means it's for the reason it exists okay yeah yeah, the reason it exists is because we're here to to measure it to measure it yeah and that is first off um, I'm not measuring weather on another planet. Guess what's happening? It's still there, right? Like I, I'm not. That's like it's always something that I've never liked, and it's the problem with when people are like, oh, Schrodinger's cat. I was gonna it's say someone li- argued with me about that. Yeah, once. they're like, well, it's alive and dead at the same. No, the cat knows what it is. Yeah, the cat. Just because I didn't measure yeah. it doesn't mean it's not done. Yeah, yeah. We and can actually, like, and that's the problem with that Gurgankton. Like, it's it's not a real system. Yeah. Did but you try like, to say, sorry, Gadonkin? Gadonkin? Okay. Yeah. okay. Actually, I thought there was a cool other that German word you just slipped in That there. is a very Jason thing to do. It's just Gadonkin. <laughs> slightly mispronounce something. It's just ever, the Williams Lake. Go, huh? Okay. <laughs> it's the Williams Lake German. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the Southern draw. But yeah. But yeah. Like, and it's always been the problem with that. And it was yeah. like, and I had a really, there's an, like a real world example of the same thing. And it was when that Malaysia flight crashed. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. My sister, they were out at the lake. They had no idea it happened. Mm -hmm. So for them, it could have happened or not happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a quantum state. But guess what? It happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, so like when people try to to do those things, like when you try to understand something with a simple, and it's a problem with analogies. Yeah. Is it, it's really easy to break and I'll have people that'll just be like, oh yeah, but like Schrodinger's cat says, and it's like, no, you don't understand. hundred <laughs> percent. And yeah. I think the thing is, it's the lack of, it's like, it's because 
it's because people clung to the story of the Schrodinger's cat mm-hmm. thing. They didn't define what measurement is, right? Yeah. So like photons are interacting with you know the yeah. flight. And that's the know? thing is photons don't care if they're a particle or a wave. They just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that does is when I measure it. Yeah. Yeah. So a photon does it doesn't care. Yeah, the system's being interacted with. There's yeah. air particles that if are. If I want to measure it as a wave, I will measure it as a wave. If I want to measure it as a particle, I will measure it as a particle. Yeah, so that's not what it's about. So that doesn't mean no. like everything can. You know, this is a very yeah. isolated incident, Schrodinger's cat thing. You know, yeah. for, it applies to many, many things, but it's just like, no, you can't just like, you know, stamp that. On yeah, it. every time like, you don't. Know. principle. Well, it's, uh, it's got to be a particle when you measure it a particle. Like, no. Yeah, I don't mind using it as like its own parody. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, if I'm late, I'm talking glue note late. Because <laughs> you don't see me there. So. But yeah, that's another bad one. What's next on the list? You guys got a visual on that? Yeah, let's take a look. Because, oh, it says here, FTL. what's wrong with FTL travel? So, well. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hold so, on. We should like break <laughs> each one of these up into their own. That wraps up the first half of our episode. And we're glad that you could join us. If there's anything that irks you that you'd like to share, feel free to get the discussion going. On Facebook, we're going to have a poll to discuss what we would rename dark matter and dark energy, because the term dark seems to imply that they're related at all. So yeah, we had a lot of fun with this episode, and we'd love to hear from you guys in the next one. We're hoping that it doesn't turn into a Bodie McBoatface case, but if you're going to name it Whoop Whoop Energy, I'm, I'm not going to stop you.
Alright, well that wraps up another episode of The Fourth Floor. We are glad you guys were able to join us. Uh, if you guys can think of anything that irks you, about uh, science, uh, astronomy, or really anything, uh, feel free to, to get the discussion going. Uh, you can hit us up on our Reddit or Facebook. Uh, we also have a website, fourthfloorpodcast.com. Uh, that's the number four for that. And uh, yeah, on our Facebook, we'll be having a poll to discuss what should we actually name dark matter and dark energy, because uh, those darks just don't work for us. So yeah, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode, and we look to hear from you guys again in the next one.